0: We found each other. Hi everyone, this is Kunal and you are listening to What the Research, Qualitative Research Podcast. Welcome to the second podcast. Now, in today's podcast, we'll be talking about the history and evolution of qualitative research. Now, before we begin the uh, podcast today, I would like you to remember two words that I'll be using very frequently in today's podcast. These words, words are positivism and interpretivism. I repeat, it's positivism and interpretivism. Now to just simply explain you for the time being positivism is nothing but quantitative study and interpretivism is nothing but qualitative study in reality they are school of thoughts but let's not complicate things for the time being and just to keep it simple just remember that positivism is quantitative study and interpretivism is nothing but qualitative way of thinking or qualitative study now uh, in the late 19th century there were few uh, social scientists sociologists and anthropologists who thought that the way the research was conducted in social science was copied a lot from the way the research was conducted in natural sciences so uh, basically uh, Uh, this the way research in social sciences was conducted in the 19th century was that a lot of emphasis was given on using statistics and understanding or having one result one final result of why a certain thing was the way it was so which was also inspired from the natural law now what is the natural law to just explain you briefly and simply uh, the natural law is something like the law of gravity law of gravity is a natural law So, whether it is a human being or an inanimate uh, stone, if you throw or if it falls uh, from the building, the human being or the stone, both uh, of these objects will experience the law of gravity. So, even when uh, you know social scientists were trying to do uh, social research, they wanted to uh, have one singular finding for or generalization for the society that they were studying. And some of the social scientists uh, during that time felt that, hey, this was wrong. And, you know, actually using statistics, we cannot uh, have one generalized uh, finding or we cannot really understand the complexities of societies or various phenomena in the society. And one of the first and foremost uh, uh, sociologists or social scientists to do this were Marx, Durkheim and Charles Booth. Now, in the last podcast, if you remember, I have already talked about the French uh, sociologist Emily Durkheim and his uh, research on suicide. Um, today, let's talk about Charles Booth. And Charles Booth was someone who was also born during the 18th century. And he was basically living in London during this time. And uh, in in his initial years, Charles Booth was also influenced by positivist way uh, of doing research and using a lot of statistics in his research but then he also later on became interested in poverty and understanding poverty and what he felt that uh, he could not really understand poverty or one could not really explain poverty using statistics so one could not answer how does it feels to be poor using statistics and this always uh, you know uh, uh, troubled Charles Booth and therefore Charles booth took an uh, qualitative approach to understanding poverty and the labor class during that time and from nine, uh, from 1891 to 1903 Charles booth published a whopping 17 volumes titled Life and Labor of the People in London where he spent a lot of time with the labor class, uh, who were staying in the suburbs of London and he tried to understand the labour class and what it actually meant to be uh, a labourer in, uh, um, in the society then at that point in time then came the 20th century where the emphasis was a lot on uh, ethnography and uh, there was this famous anthropologist known as Milonovsky uh, who did a research in uh, Trobadat Island funded by the Australian government uh, and uh, he introduced uh, many concepts uh, by, uh, of ethnography, and uh, he was one of the foremost anthropologists. And one of the famous concepts that he introduced was participatory observation, where basically participatory observation means that the research the researcher participates in the observations or the a field that the researcher is studying. So basically when I'm studying a field or an area, I am also involved and I'm participating and talking to people, I'm writing my experiences also when I'm doing this. And we'll we'll be studying in, uh, you know, later podcasts and we'll be seeing in detail what it means uh, to do be using participatory uh, research as a tool and non participatory research as a tool and what are various other tools that are used in research so don't worry about that but for now just remember that in the beginning of the 20th century there were many anthropologists and few sociologists as well who gave a lot of emphasis of ethnography which was also an kind of interpretative kind of study uh, that was conducted and it was a very different way of understanding the society where a qualitative approach was taken by the anthropologists to understand the society, and uh, it was different from a positivist approach because you know uh, statistics were not used to understand why a society was behaving in a different way. It was more uh, coming from an emotional uh, uh, place of you know interacting with the with the community. But one of the major criticism of, uh, you know, people or researchers doing uh, research in the early 20th century like Manolsky and Radcliffe Brown was that all of these people belong from a uh, relatively, uh, you know, uh, superior class uh, or the researchers who went to the field that they were studying were relatively from a superior class and often they went to you know societies uh, that were considered pre uh, primitive societies or uh, societies that were considered indigenous or less developed societies or you know at times uh, even tribal societies even though today uh, tribal is not the right word uh, that is to be used but uh, Definitely during that time the researchers who were doing this ethnographic study they thought that uh, you know They were better off than the people they were studying and it was somewhere reflected uh, in the way they were writing about their research and There was this language of us and them which differentiated the researcher and the people that the researcher was trying to understand uh, during this time then uh, after uh, the 20th century, in the later part of the 20th century, beginning of 21st century, the Chicago School of Sociology came into picture and they introduced uh, the newer methods of qualitative research. One of the newer methods of qualitative research was deductive qualitative research and other uh, you know methods also like grounded theory was introduced in the 1960s. We'll be talking about these theories in detail when uh, we are further ahead in our podcast and uh, this series but uh, let's come back to chicago school so uh, one of the other important factors that chicago school introduced was that uh, you know unlike in the 20th century how the anthropologists had to go somewhere in a different society in a different culture to understand them the chicago school said that hey you don't have to go anywhere like the city is your park and it's big enough to understand you know various communities within the city so basically the chicago school also brought in uh, the importance on the insider perspective and giving in the insider perspective in research. Now, when we are doing our uh, next podcast, I'll be talking about insider and outsider perspective in detail. And I'll also be talking about covert and overt research in detail. It will be really interesting. But for the time being, you have to understand that uh, the difference, the main difference between 20th century uh, ethnography and participatory observation and the Chicago school, which was in the 21st century, was that uh, they were both talking about uh, you know insider and outsider perspective and there was uh, a way of where one could do research and how one could do research All of those integrities has evolved. Today uh, there are uh, you know uh, researchers who have written a lot about the way research or specifically qualitative research is to be written and how the researcher needs to be sensitive to uh, not having this bias, or addressing their biases through reflexivity uh, by, by using reflexive exercises in qualitative research. So we'll be talking about all of this as well uh, in our complex issues as well in our later part of the uh, podcast. So to give you the recap of what we have done today, we studied about the history and evolution of qualitative research. We saw um, how. Uh, you know, the most of the people uh, in the earlier nineteenth uh, century were using and positivist approach, even in social sciences. And then there were people like Marx, Durkheim, Charles Booth, who did uh, you know fought against. Uh, the positivist approach of doing research and said that you know to capture and understand the complexities of societies, it was important to bring in the interpretative approach. And then in the beginning of 20 uh, 20th century, many anthropologists like Manolowski, they did. Uh, ethnographic study and there was a lot of emphasis on participatory observation then came in the Chicago school Uh, the Chicago school introduced the deductive uh, qualitative research method uh, or a style of doing uh, research and then uh, the later on in the 1960s or the newest method that is introduced in qualitative research is the grounded theory so you have seen uh, today how qualitative research has evolved uh, or even researchers have evolved from you know just quant- copying uh, statistics and uh, you know trying to imply statistical methods blindly uh, from the 18th century in social sciences to uh, you know developing an own uh, a method which is more sensitive and it allows to understand the deeper integrities of the societies so uh, stay tuned for the next podcast i hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast if there are any feedback please uh, do write to us and uh, in the next podcast like i had already mentioned we'll be talking about the insider and the outsider perspective and we'll also be talking about the difference between covert and overt study until then this is Kunal signing off see you soon